Welcome to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. I'm Kate Oda. And I'm James Moore. Today we are going to be discussing Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. It is a book from 2020. It is a gothic horror, uh, hence the name of the book. And it follows Noemi. Uh, She's a socialite. And she gets a letter from her cousin that her cousin feels like her husband is trying to kill her and she's asking for help. So Noemi goes to this creepy house in the Mexican countryside to um, try to figure out what exactly is going on. And she just uncovers all sorts of strange things in this house and in this family. There is a whole lot that we'll get into um, with this family and, and what's going on, but Let's just start off with what were your overall thoughts on this one? Well, I have been dreading that question, Amber, because, you know, it's been a little bit of time since I finished the book and I've gone back and reviewed it for, you know, our podcast and everything. I still haven't decided whether I hate it or not, <laughs> you know, because on one hand, it's it's a very different and interesting book, the way it was done. It was the it was a shock and surprise, the, the turn it took as far as the bizarre, which I, I guess was refreshing in a way, you know, unpredictability is, is good. But the main character, I'm not I'm not sure if I actually saw her grow, be less shallow in the end. I think that her relationship relationship with Francis was supposed to do that, supposed to have her grow, but she was way too busy being the victim to for, to let me see that. I don't I don't know. I still haven't made up my mind. So when we get to the stars thing, there's going to be a real puzzle for me. I should go last. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm generally a chicken when it comes to all media. Scary movies are not my jam. Scary books terrify me. So this book really got like deep into my skin before anything creepy even happened. It was the the suspense and the atmosphere that was built up before the nefariousness was really well done. So like, bravo to that. But did I enjoy my time with this book? Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna say like on a gut level, no. On an intellectual level, sure. You know, I was in there, you got me, but um, I was scared the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. So I love scary stuff. I love Halloween. I love haunted houses, scary movies, scary books. I haven't found too many books that really scare me. You know, with movies, it's different. You've got the music and like everything going on. Um, I just haven't really felt that uh, with many books. This one, I wouldn't say it scared me, but it definitely gave me some heebie-jeebies. It was gross, 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 and grosser. It was disgusting. And every time I thought we couldn't get any more disgusting, it went there. So on a like, how did this make me feel? Uh, yeah, it made me feel sick. I did. <laughs> did I enjoy it? I don't know if I enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoy that feeling. Um, but I also listened to the audiobook version. So I don't know if that made it even more gross. <laughs> so. Yeah. So overall thoughts, just gross from incest level, gross from mushroom spores growing out of every, everything. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It just on all levels, it was gross. Um, as far as interesting storyline. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. I've never read anything like this <laughs> before. So I'll give it that. I mean, it is a Gothic horror 
book, so I guess that's what we got out of it. But yeah, so uh, as far as the actual plot goes, so we had uh, (laughs) this incestuous family that basically could extend their life. And I don't know if I said this in the beginning, but we'll be talking about this book in detail, so there, there will be lots of spoilers But this house is basically fueled by uh, mushrooms and and spores. And the family kind of has this weird symbiotic relationship with these mushrooms. And like the spores can give people weird dreams. And they can also control people if they've like inhaled these spores. So then Noemi is like having these like weird hallucinations and like fantasizing about her cousin's husband when she's sleeping so there's all these weird things going on and then like they are inbreeding their family so that they can continue this symbiotic relationship with the mushrooms so yeah that was all pretty gross and yeah I don't know they (laughs) I think what really takes the cake for me is that the old creepy the the grandpa or the father figure of the family was like super super old guy and he wanted Noemi and Francis to get married and then he was going to take over Francis's body and just be married to Noemi and nobody really seemed to have an issue with that except I guess Francis and Noemi (laughs) so yeah the can we talk about this scene where the old guy tried to take over francis's body and there was like black sludge pouring into his mouth yeah no no with the feet that did it for me where he had like all the mushrooms growing out of his feet (laughs) mushrooms are the worst i will put this out there fungus worst kingdom of life okay uh mushrooms a lot of them will kill you some of them will like infect you some of them you can eat. I wouldn't trust them though. They have a terrible texture. None of them taste good. They're evil. I don't like mushrooms. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty gross. I don't like to eat mushrooms. And and this is coming from Kate, who works worked with eyeballs and all sorts of yeah. gross stuff. And <laughs> oh yeah, mushrooms. I've seen plenty of dead bodies, and this book was way grosser. <laughs> Yeah, the the whole experience of you know, when they when she went into the description of especially that 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 black sludge as you describe it and when Noemi is how do you pronounce it Noemi when, yeah when when she got to experience that see if I was writing this book with my characters it'd be a really short book because right after that I would have my character would have grabbed the kitchen knife and just put it through her forehead and be done because that's I can't imagine that a worse experience but they it it does ring the bell on disgusting that's that's the if they were going for that then well done yeah so on a gore level it was you know 100 out of 100 Uh, but as far as like the actual like the whole idea but behind like the symbiotic relationship it's definitely not where I thought the book was going but it is kind of interesting that well I thought that the relationship was like that the house in general but it's like this actual fungus spore within the house but then like they were able to kill the one wife they sacrificed her to grow more spores and that in turn kind of like gave them more power but I'm just kind of confused about what they were getting out of all this stuff. So they could control people, they could give people visions, 
they could live forever, but it seemed like they were also kind of stuck. So what is the benefit to them by continuing this on? Well, I have a theory on that because, you know, I asked my question, myself that question also, but I think that, and, and this is just me guessing at the authors, and I don't know if this is true, but it seems like they were kind of in that relationship, that symbiotic relationship, and it was too late to get out, you know? And when you're that deep in right away, it's like asking somebody to cut off an arm or a leg and they feel like they can't do it. And the only thing that's left is dragging other people into your cesspool of life. And I, I think that's where maybe these characters were. So that's what made me really, really impressed with Francis that, you know, in the end, you know, with uh, the help of his true love was able to break away from that. And we, we're kind of given the hint that it's a permanent thing, that he can get away and stay away. So that was a plus, I think. I don't know if that answers the question for you. But it's interesting because I actually had the opposite feeling that it was left open for a sequel where it wasn't really clear if he would actually be able to stay away or if he would somehow be connected forever because he had, I think he had offered to commit suicide because he didn't think that he was going to be able to fully get away from it. And then they're like, no, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw that there was there's potentially going to be a sequel. So I think that's kind of why it was left a little bit vague at the end. So that if there was a sequel, they could potentially open it back up. But I don't know if I need a sequel. I don't need <laughs> No, I certainly do not. I... <laughs> I think everything's been said that I need to hear from the story. Yeah. I will say something uh, interesting. So I read up on Southern Gothic to try to kind of understand what this was playing with. And Southern Gothic, you know, the big house, the isolation, uh, but Southern Gothic also tends to deal with like the implications of slavery and that sort of history of the South uh, and the the moral problems, to, to say it in the smallest terms possible. Good God. But this book then sort of did that with colonialization of Mexico because they had that mine where they had the locals working and they sacrificed them or just let them fall off the side of the mountain willy-nilly and probably let's be honest did not pay them well (laughs) so i thought that was an interesting parallel and then you know the i think southern gothic the family just stays in the house because they've always stayed in the house and they're sort of trying to hang on to the the grandiose old times the golden years that was all in air quotes for the people who are not in the zoom conference right now (laughs) And so I think maybe part of why they stayed not just was the symbiotic relationship with the mushrooms, which was maybe the plot reason, but the thematic reason might have been trying to hang on to that old grandioseness. I mean, they still had the silver and they still had the original terrible wallpaper and all that kind of stuff from the quote unquote good old days, uh, just like a Southern Gothic book. would. Yeah, it definitely paints a picture of kind of this idealized, like this is like how we want to live our lives as this family and they were trying to get Noemi's money because they didn't have any money left once the mine dried up like and closed down or whatever they they're like well we want to continue living on the same way that we always have but we don't have any more people that we can take over we don't have any more money so 
Noemi was going to kind of fill both of those roles for them. Different kind of exploitation of the locals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did look up the sim- similar thing. And the author, I guess, was very interested in eugenics. And actually, I don't know if it was her degree, but like a huge focus of study for her in in school. So she tied into that. But then also, like like you were saying, the long-term implications of the colonization of Mexico and 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 tied that into like the overall theme and I guess that is really the gothic part of of the story wait she studied eugenics is that what you just said (laughs) like well what (laughs) (laughs) they have a class for that (laughs) sorry I missed that uh that one what well what university was this (laughs) I don't think st- studied like <laughs> I don't know. That's what I like read. the like the history, right. like the ethic. Okay, the ethical right, not, not how to do it, but <laughs> well, eugenics one hundred and one. How to? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> Just learning a- about it. <laughs> And I think more of like the broader implications and and whatnot of it. But yeah, I don't know if it was her degree or if it was just like a research study she did, but um, it was a large focus of research for her. I don't know how you could pick a really depressing topic like that to focus on. But yeah, so what did you think about the relationship between Noemi and Francis? Well, I I think I touched on this earlier that I I saw that as, well, it was kind of telegraphed at first. To to tell you the truth, for me, the experience of reading the book, it was, initially, it seemed kind of slow to me. Things were dragging on. And the scenes that are described are just so depressing and such a downer. Once she gets to the the high place, it's just, man, I got to read some more for this depressing crap and um and it's and i could tell it was telegraphed that number one that her her cousin's you know husband was gonna come after her in some way and had no idea what it was gonna look like in the in the in final scheme of things and that her and francis were gonna hook up because he's the guy that can change her that that she can see a different side of herself instead of the the shallow um woman that likes you know pretty boys eye candy hanging around her so it, it was an opportunity there for real growth in the main character but i think it was blocked and and just kind of handcuffed by the fact that she was such a victim up until you know the end you know she's She's. A, I wouldn't say she. She was still a strong character. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there was that about her. But you know, it seemed like without Francis, she was totally pounced. She would have been sucked into the same deal if Francis hadn't done what he did for. Her. He was the the real the hero that kind of saved her as far as giving her a way out. I I interpreted their relationship as almost like, you know, the cheerleader needs to pass the class and here's this acceptable enough nerd that she will use to get the means she needs because he's there and he's passable. But once she gets back out of detention, she's going right back to the football players. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's how it really felt to me that she was she was the girl who just always needs a guy. You know, we all knew one of those girls just all perpetual had to have somebody and she was lonely. He was there. She needed a way out. Let's flirt with the mushroom nerd and get out of here. <laughs> so it was not romantic to me. I, I felt like he didn't change her very much. I didn't like her very much. <laughs> 
And I thought, I I forget her cousin's husband's name. He was creepy. Did not like him. What? Virgil. Virgil. No, nobody named Virgil is going to (laughs) be a good guy in a book. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it, James is right. It was telegraphed early on that he was like creepy, creepily into Noemi. I knew what he was going to do. Maybe that's the lady instinct of like, get out of there. <laughs> abort, abort, abort. So yeah, all the dudes in this book were, <laughs> were not very great for me. I mean, Francis was nice, but used. So alas, what can you do? Yeah. I'm with you, Kate. I didn't feel that there was any like true romance there. It was like, we need to work together to get out of this. And, and that was about it. I mean, she had these like very detailed sex dreams about Virgil and there was more chemistry in those creepy dreams. Than <laughs> anything. I don't, I don't think they were dreams. I think they were actually happening at one point. Oh, you I'm pretty so? sure. Yeah. The bathtub thing? Ugh. Yeah, that I think that happened. I yeah, thought I it was because of the spores, he was able to control her mind from the spores and like make her hallucinate. I mean, if he's forcing the hallucination or actually doing it to her, what's the difference? It's still him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was actually physical because that same power and force had her sleepwalking at night, walking down, you know, barely clothed down hallways towards his bedroom. So come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, she um, she was manipulated for sure, whether it was... But then when she woke up, it was totally different. Like, she, she had a clear head about how she really felt about him. So that's where I... I don't know. I guess it's not really clear if it was just a dream or sleepwalking or if it actually all happened. So you guys don't think that, that her and Francis love is forever no. with that <laughs> with the epilogue that they had? It was so touching. I mean, they might be forever because no one else is ever going to be able to deal with their trauma <laughs> that they've gone through. <laughs> That's true. Like how trauma do you like, introduce that to like your future spouse? You're like, yeah, I like, was controlled by mushrooms and my my grandpa wanted to take over my body. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring it up until well after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't your family come to the wedding? Well, they're all dead in this like mushroom house. It's a long story. <laughs> it's just a lope. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, so the other issue that I had with the book is that it was just kind of like the classic damsel in distress kind of book with Catalina, like, you know, she's like, come save me and come help me. And then that was like the main driving force of at least the first part of the book. So do you feel like there was a strong female character? We had female main characters, but and they, Noemi did end up getting out. And yeah, that, but that was that was mostly Francis. I mean, in my view, that was mostly Francis. I mean, she was she was a damsel too. But do you think he would have done all that if she wasn't there? Like he probably wouldn't have had a reason to finally take the steps to escape. Um, that's a point. But still, I think that I think that as far as strong female characters, if you count strength as irritation. Yeah, she was really strong. She she really irritated me. And um, up front, again, this was something else that was telegraphed and didn't happen. You know, she was seeing that she was shown as so shallow party girl. All I want to do is hang out with these pretty guys. I'm not going to let them get past first base. 
but they're just around to make me feel good as I'm going to these parties. And I knew that Francis was going to change, supposedly change all that, but did he really? I don't think so. Yeah, I I think she was strong in some aspects. Like she, she made decisions. She impacted the plot. She agreed to go get her cousin. She wasn't going to be pushed out of the house early. You know, she made the choice to stay there and try to get the cousin. She tried to go get that medicine, you know, but she... It, and she was also constrained because it was the 1950s and she was sort of a debutante. So she kind of had to do certain things and couldn't do other things. So maybe she was strong for her time period in a way, because she was, she did have a goal of going to get her master's degree in archaeology, I think. I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to be an argumentative person, but you know, number one, yes, she did decide to go, but she had to be coerced by her dad. She had a carrot hung in front of her for that. It wasn't, I don't think it was a strength of character thing that had her do that and number two she described herself really she basically she said that she was bouncing from one thing to, to another so this could have just been the latest thing in the long line and that's the impression that was given to me as far as her higher education so i didn't see anything that made me you know think that she would stick with that that's true although i think that the the coercion bit might have been like a reluctant hero type of moment you know on the hero's journey there's like the debate and they have to be pushed not that she was on a hero's journey i don't think because she really wasn't a hero much at some point. But yeah, then once she got in the house, her agency just dipped a lot, which might have been the point because the mushrooms were controlling and whatnot. But I agree, she she couldn't have gotten out of the house alone. But, you know, does a strong female character have to do everything alone? No, but she certainly wasn't a likable personality. <laughs> she might have had some agency, but she wasn't... Uh, I wouldn't be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like... The tricky balance here is that she's not likable, but I do think that as far as qualifications for a strong female that we've used in other books, I think that she does meet some of that that criteria. And I think it would have been easy for her to just cave in and be like, okay, we're going to get married and we'll continue on. We'll live this weird life together. (laughs) She could have caved into everything the, the mushrooms are trying to get her to do and she pushed back on it. So I think she did have some moments of strength and in trying to change her situation so I I think she still does fit into that category whether or not she was actually uh, likable or enjoyable (laughs) to read about the other question I have is you know with a sci-fi or horror book you of course have to kind of suspend some you know some disbelief but do you feel like the actual like mushrooms and the the living forever and controlling people, like, do you think it was believable as far as in the story? Did it did it all kind of add up together? Or do you feel like there was anything that just really wasn't explained? Well, you know, I think I would have been just a little bit happier if there was, uh, trust me, I know the book was long enough, but I think what was missing was a little bit of an origin story with these mushrooms. I mean, did they come from a spore from outer space? Or is it something that's been there since the, since the dawn of time and that there are other places that, you know, have big constructs of man with the mushrooms taking over and symbiotic relationship with people in other places around the world? You know, I I wanted a little as 
once I got over the disgust and got my airsick bag, I was uh, I was wanting some kind of I don't know some kind of backstory. They didn't. You don't even have to dedicate a whole paragraph. You know, just kind of say, oh, the miners found this glowing rock or something. You know, to kind of explain all this. Well, it would be interesting if there was another similar situation somewhere else. But they didn't figure out how to work with it in this kind of relationship. Like, like are there mushrooms out there that have the potential for this, but people just haven't figured it out? Or they're like, oh, it's another haunted house. Like, people just go crazy in there. (laughs) You don't really know what happens. And then people just commit suicide or go crazy or whatever. So I feel like that's something that could be potentially explored in a sequel. You know, Francis and Noemi are going you know, out and maybe they hear of this other house or, you know, and they, they say, oh, it's not actually done. These things have gone other places or the ones from that house have spread to their neighbors or, <laughs> you know, wherever. Like, why is it just contained within this house, you know? Actually, interestingly, there is a real medical condition oh, called no. sick building syndrome where the building that you're in is making you sick. And it can be things like asbestos or mold or that kind of thing. So, you know, it, it to me, it was based in reality. Um, and the first time she mentioned something gross on the wall, I was like, get get out of there. That's mm-hmm. that's the problem right there. Black mold or something. And then it was some sort of fungus. And I was like, ah, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, a really lame detective. Things that make people hallucinate too, or if you have like some sort of gas leak or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like there's the all sorts of trolling and incest and living forever. That's where you kind of take it another level. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they were like the way to do this is incest. Like that would not occur to me at all. <laughs> That's never the answer. <laughs> Right, because they wanted to keep the bloodlines pure because I think they they did it kind of explain that because they said that when they had gone outside of the family, they had less control with the spores versus having that like pure bloodline. So that's when they're like, no, we need to keep it within the family so we can harness this power and keep it going as long as possible not worth it if you have to sleep with your cousin it's not worth it (laughs) you know there's a precedent for that though because with royalty you know back in the day i mean that was it was all inbreeding because of this the same concept we got to keep the blood we can't mingle with the serfs (laughs) we got to stay within our bloodline so you know somebody would marry their cousin that happened to be princess so-and-so from over this this next border so i think that's that's where the tie-in is with the eugenics. That's true. And they did they did start the whole thing, they said, you know, centuries ago. So it would have been the, the height of royalty kind of power in Europe. And, you know, they were colonizing something, whatever. But yeah, didn't they? Okay, so I thought there was an origin story where they were survivors or colonists and they found found some mushrooms and then they started a religious cult or something like that. I, I thought there was an origin story. It wasn't maybe super clear. I, I didn't need to know where the mushroom came from, though, because to me, mushrooms and funguses are so weird. They do all sorts of weird stuff. They've got the weirdest life cycles. It, it does seem like, you know, one spore that... Like how jellyfish, okay, jellyfish are not a fungus, preface, but they can sometimes go back to being a baby jellyfish and then grow up again and then go back. 
like an immortal thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if fungus can do something like that, where they just like turn back into a spore and they just have this immortality to them because they're weird and they don't follow logical rules. I mean, maybe they do. I'm not a fungologist or whatever, but there's a <laughs> documentary on Netflix that just came out about mushrooms and I've heard it's phenomenal, but I'm also really terrified to watch it, but I feel like I have to watch it now because it supposedly talks about all those weird things that things that they could do that no nothing else in any other part of nature can do. Yeah. I mean, they can make you hallucinate too. That's well known. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she looked at a bunch of different species of mushrooms, she the, being the author, and was like, okay, we'll take the hallucinogenic properties of this and the immortal properties of this. And we'll, you know, just add some imagination and voila, now we have this book. So that the internal logic worked for me, the family dynamics less so because if your grandfather was like, hey, I'm going to take over your body. Thanks so much. Would you be like, sure, grandpa, let's do that. Or would you be like, I have an appointment in town and never come back. <laughs> yeah, but I think the difference too is if you've been grown, if you've grown up basically brainwashed that this is how this family is run. It's the same idea as cults, right? It's like, you don't start off like you just like a random person on the street and you're like yes let's do this <laughs> you, you know you kind of build up to it throughout your life or by coming into the family and you're slowly introduced to it and like here's the logic behind it and this is how it works and and all these things so it is baby steps so for me it makes sense that like if he grew up being told like this is just what we do in this family he's going to for the most part, accept that. That's true. Brainwashing is a thing. And they said um, the one part where Noemi was like, this is your son or whatever. And his mom's like, he's just a body, you know. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's that, how they saw it, right? That, that took the creepiness factor like way over there. Yeah. I couldn't imagine saying that about my child, but but she's been brainwashed too. But I, I don't know, like, would she say the same thing about herself? Like, well, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a body. Go ahead, do with me what whatever, take over my body. No. You know, <laughs> I, I suspect that maybe so, because they were really wrapped up into the patriarch. I mean, what he said goes. Yeah, that's true. I wonder what would happen, though, if he only had girls to choose from to like take over a girl's body. Cause at some point, like it always comes to that, you know, in Royal family, sometimes it comes down to a girl. That's how we got Elizabeth the first and that kind of stuff. So like, what if he ended up with only female heirs and he had to take over one of their bodies? Would he just let himself die because he's such a sexist jerk or would he opt to be a lady? I never came up. I think he would. I think he would take over a woman's body if it meant he would live forever. Yeah, he would take over a woman's body and just start saying men suck. <laughs> yeah, I, but so I guess that's the thing that always just throws me off about any kind of book like this where they have these powers, like any kind of magic. It's like, but how do you realize you? have this skill like how do you okay you realize you hallucinate with these but how do you learn how to control it how do you learn that you could take over someone else's body like there's no one telling you that you could do that someone did it for the first time so you're just like okay we must do this ritual and this is how it happens like how do you learn that's how you do it like and it's not just this story it's any story like this it's like you've been doing this forever but who was the first person that did this really disgusting thing i was like wow that worked wow <laughs> 
I mean, I'm guessing it's desperation where he he used his first body as long as he could. And then he was like, well, let's try vomiting black sludge into this other guy and see what works. <laughs> right. How many other things did he try before this point that we didn't hear about? <laughs> well, you know, I I have the I asked the same question myself was things like so simple, like the per, the first person that cracked open an oyster and sucked that down. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. It's like you basically pick up a rock. Oh, it's not a rock, it's alive. Well, there's slime inside of it. I'm hungry. Someone that wouldn't was just really starving and probably had already eaten rocks. <laughs> I guess maybe so. Maybe that's how it works. Or or maybe in this particular story, I, and this is me guessing again and trying to rationalize things for the authors that maybe the um, mushrooms were the real intelligence like driving these people and they really not that they didn't think for themselves but they were heavily influenced by this other intelligence in the form of fungus i had a revelation that goes along with the theme of the book okay we are assuming that these white people figured it out i don't think so i think they tell people that they figured it out but that like the local Mayans or Aztecs or whoever was native to that area had actually figured it out. And these people just took over. Colonialism gets you every time. And that's why they were pushing them off of mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts about this very disturbing story? Well, for me, it's all been said. Um, start Book star rating three, disgusting rating 17. <laughs> Is it a book that you would ever recommend to another person? It depends on the person. I mean, it the, the, the book does have good qualities, you know, and even though it started off slow for me, the, when it started to get weird and strange and gross, at least it was a break from being boring yeah. initially. That's that's what I was thinking at first. This I was like, this thing is dragging on. How long can you be in this depressed house? I'm like, oh, something exciting, you know, fungus bold is taking over her mind you know let's let's go someplace with this and then it went into a really disgusting area that i was happy with the boredom once again so i guess for certain people i might say yeah give it a shot to see if you feel the same way i do about it Yeah, I would say I, I thought it was really well written. The atmosphere was well established. You knew it was a creepy house. You knew there was danger. You knew who was bad before anything even happened. All the red flags were planted for you. Um, it was, you know, the the creepy stuff. She went hard. She didn't hold back. And that's impressive, if not my cup of tea at all. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the world building the I knew it was the fifties from just the word choice and the fashion and, and she nailed the Gothic themes. I thought that was really cool to take it out of the Southern U S and put it somewhere else and still have the same vibe to it. Me personally. Yeah. I'll do three out of five for my enjoyment. Cause it was well-written. It was just not for me. I'm not the intended audience. I would recommend it to people who are super into horror, especially body horror or are weirdly into fungus, <laughs> but I wouldn't be friends with those people. So I don't know who they are to recommend it to them. <laughs> but I, I think some people, this is definitely their jam. It's just not mine, which is fine. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who like being grossed out. I mean, there's like pimple popper shows or all sorts of things that appeal to those people that are not me. Like I said earlier, I love scary stuff, but I do not really enjoy gross stuff. So I feel like they're kind of two separate types of 
of horror you know you've got the gore but i don't even mind like blood and violence and that sort of thing this was totally in a separate category (laughs) i don't really know what to say about that but yeah i would i was initially thinking a three out of five stars before we started talking and then now i'm like maybe it's a two I agree that it started off really slow. It was really hard to get into. It did get more exciting as it went on when all the gross stuff started happening, but it wasn't enjoyable to read, just more eventful. Um, But yeah, I I agree that it was well-written. Just the story just really wasn't for me. There must be people out there that really enjoy this, I'm sure. I mean, it's a really popular book. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to come nowhere near this book. So (laughs) So I, I think... I think there are some people in our writing group that are really into horror that would really enjoy this book. But I did see that it is going to be made into a movie um, produced by Kelly Gripa and uh, Mark Casuelos. (laughs) Hard pass. (laughs) You don't want to see all the black sludge vomit and... uh... (laughs) No! so yeah so i think it'd be really interesting to see the house that would be cool sure yeah the architect what a beautiful house (laughs) (laughs) moving on (laughs) but then maybe stop the movie like halfway through before it gets really gross because i don't even know how they would show some of this stuff i mean it would have to be like they're gonna need an amazing like prosthetic makeup team Mm -hmm. lots of cgi yeah so i don't know we'll see if that actually gets made into a movie i feel like most books get movie deals if they're popular enough and then that doesn't necessarily mean it ends up getting completed so we'll see it was announced back in 2020 and i didn't see really any updates since then i can't even think of like who i would want to play these characters (laughs) i do that film (laughs) but anyway so I think we all are kind of on the same page with this one and we're ready to wrap it up and move on to the next book (laughs) discussion next time. Uh, We will be discussing The Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Kowal. It is about some women astronauts, it looks like. So it should be totally different vibe from this one. And we're excited to read it and discuss it next time. So make sure you join in after reading the book as well. And thank you all for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. Join us next month to see what we thought of another best-selling book with a strong female main character. The chat doesn't end here. Let us know your thoughts in the comment area or connect with us on social media. Enjoyed the show? Share the love. Give us a review, like, follow, and a share with your friends. Find more reviews, discussions, and articles related to publishing, writing, and editing on judgingmorethanjustthecover.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace out. Oh, 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 oh,